Are you looking to have a conversation about God, the Bible, and faith unfiltered from regular people just like yourself? Well, look no further. These are two imperfect best friends who love God, and somebody's giving them a microphone. Welcome to the Totally Faith Guys podcast. Justin here and BJ and we're starting Totally Faith Guys episode two what is sin that's right what is sin and and what is what does it look like and how to get out of it and all that good stuff and uh but before we get to the heavy stuff how are you man I'm doing I'm doing good I'm a little tired today you know I didn't sleep well last night but you know I'm surviving. I got this nice, beautiful cup of coffee sitting next to me, and cup of life people yeah, call it. Yeah, that's right. It is. Um, Although you do drink your coffee wrong. Okay, well that's a matter of debate, but you know, it, just so you know, guys, I drink my coffee black. So wrong. You know, you guys can comment. You know, let us know what you think about that. You know, is drinking coffee black wrong or it's a sin, I mean, actually? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, life is good. I'm. It's uh, it, it was a rough night too for me last night, um, only because I went to bed too early. Uh, if I go to bed before like eleven o'clock, I it's I'm up and down, up and down, up and down, and then I have this thing going on with my leg that keeps one coming, wants to come back, and uh, so that kept me up part of the night. But oh, I see. I did get some solid sleep. So good. if I can get like five hours solid sleep. I'm good. Yeah, I think I think five hours of sleep is kind of like the minimum. I mean, if if you start ducking below five hours of sleep, your body is just like, "What are you doing to me, man?" Like, yeah, you know, you need you need to rest. Definitely, as I've gotten older, <laughs> the requirement for sleep <laughs> has progressively got higher. I mean, if I can get eight hours sleep, psh, I'm golden. But right. five is the minimum operating. Yeah, so five hour five hours of sleep. You know, that's about average, I would say, for at least for me, five to six hours. My wife, on the other hand, she needs about at least a minimum of eight to nine hours, sometimes longer. So, uh, and she'll tell you that straight up. (laughs) Speaking of your wife, you guys just recently celebrated your anniversary. Yes, yes. Happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, so we just celebrated our second anniversary, and uh, we've been dating for six years. Uh, it's been it's actually been it's actually been, i listened to our last podcast and you had said it'd been about five years but it's actually been six since everything happened it's pretty crazy um we started dating in our uh six years ago and uh we've been married now for two years and uh that's awesome love it so much to celebrate you guys' anniversary, you guys went to the happiest place on earth. Yes, we did. We went to Disneyland. Yeah, how was that? You know, it was it was a lot of fun. We had we had a good time. Um, we hadn't been there since actually our first year that we were dating, and so it was really cool. The first day that we went, um, it was in the middle of all that weather, and uh, her and I had kind of prepared ahead of time. We had seen the weather reports. And so we had ordered off of Amazon the rain ponchos yeah. that they have. And we stayed dry while we were there. But the cool thing was, is because it was raining, there wasn't a lot of people there the first day. Yeah. So we were able to get on pretty much all the rides 
um, that first day because it ended up clearing up by, I want to say like two o'clock in the afternoon. And so it was just, it was, it was really nice. Um, and what we didn't get done that first day, we ended up finishing up the second day. That's good. Yeah, there was some crazy weather in the last couple of weeks here in uh, Southern California. And Northern California got it really bad, actually. But uh, insider tip, if you ever want to go to Disneyland, go when it's raining. Some of the rides close, the outdoor rides, but then they reopen later on. And people don't like the rain when it, uh, at Disneyland when it's raining. Go when it's raining. You won't regret it. It'll be one of the best days you've had at Disney. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so much fun. So, I, I will say that we were able to get even we were able to get on um, Rise of the Resistance. Love that, uh, that ride was, so much. That was our first. That was our love, first love, ride. Love that ride. And it was our first time riding it. It was so cool, isn't it? Yeah, it was like yes. this ride is so cool. I was tripping out on how there's no tracks. Yeah, it's like you're just like free, cruising in this. You know, I, I, what do you call those anyway? We're, I I don't know if it if it was supposed to be like a, I think it was supposed to be a pod or something. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. pod. Yeah, um, an escape pod, and you're just like going through, and there's no tracks, so it's totally unpredictable. You don't know whether you're turning or you know. Yes, it just kind of just takes you by surprise. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it it realized I we went uh, had an opportunity to go on Rise of the Resistance opening day. Oh, wow. We went on opening day, um, which was, we got there like at three o'clock in the morning. We usually don't do opening day type things because it's not, um, we had annual passes at the time. It was me and my sister and my nephew, my oldest nephew, because I have four now. And we went there opening day, got there like three o'clock in the morning. That was the day I drank way too much coffee and I put this extra nitro stuff in it. My heart was pumping, oh, guys, boy. and not in a good way because um, I have heart problems. We got to like the, at that time you had to go on the app and gotta get your number your group number and all that stuff, and um, ended up the ride ended up breaking down. Oh, wow. So we literally camped out in front of the ride because it was almost our time. We literally camped out in front of the ride for like two hours just hanging out. And we did eventually get on the ride uh, when they called our numbers, and it was it was really cool. But no, phenomenal ride. And I like the fact that it's trackless because you don't know. Unless you've been on it numerous times, you don't know where you're going. Yeah, so. And the other thing that I really liked about that ride is that it's immersive. So part of the, if you've never ridden this ride, I encourage you guys to check it out because it is an immersive experience and part of, there's multi parts to the ride. So, you know, when you get there, you get on a cruiser that takes you to somewhere. And then when you get there, you know, it, it, there's just a bunch of surprises in it. It's pretty cool. So yeah, you ready? You ready to do this? I'm ready to do this, man. So you know, this is gonna be kind of maybe a heavy topic, and uh, but we're gonna navigate our way through it. So sin. Yeah. What is sin? What is sin? Yeah. So uh, man, sin is that's that's the question right there. Yeah. And uh, you know, it it's something that we all experience it, and we all are a part of it it's in our nature you know and something that we're gonna dive into here is you know what is sin and where where did sin come from you know uh you know what why is it such a battle for us you know in our everyday life yeah sin is one of those topics um i've had the uh blessing and the privilege of, of teaching on a couple of times and as a matter of fact as i was preparing for the episode last night i was, was praying and god's like uh hello you've taught on this before 
And so I went down an email and I printed out my whole entire eight page sermon that I that I did uh, a handful of years ago and was just rummaging through that. And, and I remember that was the first time, this is back in 2015, the first time that I taught on sin. And not only was it the first time I taught on sin, but it was the first time I was really openly speaking about sin yeah. outside of like a small group and like sin in, like in depth. And I remember how heavy it was. Um, this was in August of 2015. I started preparing for that in uh, the end of May of 2015 to, to, to really prepare the sermon because it was so heavy. Sin is such a heavy topic. And there's so much negativity around sin because sin is negative, right? But as we navigate through this conversation, know this. God has a plan for sin. That's right. There is redemption and hope through sin. That's right. And that's, that's the beautiful thing is sin, sin and death has been defeated, guys. Uh, remember that this is as we go as we dive into this we're going to talk about where sin came from the effects of sin and what types of sin there are and also you know how we have victory over that sin you know yeah uh this is a a verse that i that i really like when it talks about sin because i think it really describes it gives us a visual description of sin it's isaiah 118 and it says, come down and let us reason together, which we're going to come back to that in a, in a few minutes. But it says, come down and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. And I want to focus on, just for a moment, the, the, the terms scarlet and crimson. Those are really dark reds. They're not bright reds. They're not cherry. They're not. They're very dark dark reds now back in this day we'll, we'll say bible days i don't really know any other word ancient days you have to understand these scarlet and crimson dyes so that obviously it's not a natural color those dyes came from maggots yeah so when, when you saw tapestries and fabrics that were dyed with this color crimson and scarlet that dye and during those times came from maggots not only did they come from insects these nine insects, insects is one thing. Maggots is a whole other level. But they were also the firmest of the dyes. So once you put it into a fabric, these dyes were virtually impossible to get out of the fabric. That's right. And then one other thing to think about is, is if you think about the color of, you know, that dark crimson color, you know, if, if I don't know if anybody's ever seen blood and you know, the different types of blood. But when you're looking at blood, blood that's bright red, that's arterial blood, it's already been cleaned and has oxygen in it. But blood that's dark, dark and crypt, that, that dark color, that is unoxygenated blood. That is the dirty blood that hasn't been filtered through the lungs yet. You know, that's something to think about, you know, here when... He's talking about that that dark color. It's talking about how the darkness of sin and how the effects of that. That's really good. I didn't I didn't know the bright versus dark red for the, as far as it relates to blood. Yeah, that's interesting. That's so impactful. Yeah. You know, you talk about the clean blood, the blood that was shed on Calvary, and then that dark blood that runs through our veins. Yeah. We have both running through our veins. Yeah, that's 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 so good. That's that that's so good. But before, but before we can get to Calvary, we got to talk way back in the beginning. Oh yeah, we're going back. We got to go all the way back. Thousands of years here to so. this 
the, this couple. Yep. Adam and Eve. Yes, that's right. Genesis 3, 1 through 13 tells us, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, God has indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the trees of the garden, but for the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise. She took his fruit and ate it. She also gave it to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? And then the man said, The woman who you gave to me with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, deceived me, and I ate. When mankind came into disobedience with God, he passed sin down from generation to generation, much like a genetic disease. We, when we ate of that fruit and we disobeyed God, we turned away from the blessing that we had had from sin. We disobeyed the Lord, and that was the first major sin. That was what we call the fall. Yeah, and that was a hard fall. Yeah, um, indeed. You know, and and a, a lot of people want to. There are many people that will debate who who engaged in the first sin, right? Oh, it was man, it was a woman's fault. It was man's fault. It, but we gotta go back to the per, the cause of sin. Yeah, right. It was that serpent. That's right. Right now, I'm no yes. Eve and Adam are responsible for their part in that, right? But a lot of times when we talk about that first sin, a lot of times people want to they want to focus just on. Eve taking a bite of the apple or whatever fruit it was, right? Which is true, but it was the deception yes. from the serpent first that caused her to sin. Yes, and if you think about it, so Satan was actually the first, was the source of sin. You look in the Bible and you, you quickly find out that that Satan actually was cast out of heaven because he was overly prideful he thought that he was just like god he uh the bible says he was the most beautiful being that was ever created yeah and so he thought i could be just like god i have you know why not look at me i'm beautiful and i could do everything god can and so he in his mind he thought he was worthy of that and so because of that sin he was cast out of heaven he took a third of the angels with him and uh these you know, what you have to understand is that these these angels, they became Satan's demons. Yeah. And so God created everything to be in perfect harmony and balance. But because of the enemy, because of Satan, we have this imbalance. We have this 
uh, sin that is brought into fruition. Uh, John 8, 44 says, You are a father of the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar, and he is the father of it. You know, Satan, he, he was a murderer and a liar from the beginning. And it clearly states that Jesus clearly tells us, you know, who Satan is and what to look for from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we answer that question, what is sin? Well, sin is a void. It's a separation from God. Sin is breaking the law, right? First uh, John 3, 4. Um, says everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Yeah. And the Amplified Version, I really like the Amplified Version of 1 John 3, 4. It says everyone who commits or practices sin is guilty of lawlessness for that is what sin is. Lawlessness. The breaking, violating of God's law by transgression or neglect, being unrestrained and unregulated by his commands and his will. Yeah. And, of course, the, what the law is referring to are the Ten Commandments that he gave Moses, uh, which virtually every sin can go back, can be related back to one of those. You know, those make no other idols, honor your mother, your father, don't murder still. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're going to, and we'll go, we're going to go over those. I have them here uh, in my notes. But, you know, when we're talking about, you know, how, how sin passed on, right? So, you know, in Genesis 4, 1 through 8, says, Now Adam and Eve, his wife, she conceived and bore Cain, and I have acquired a man, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. And then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. And, all, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the, res, the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very, very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he killed him. So now we have... The progression of sin, you know, it started with the the father and mother, and now it moved on to the in, into the sons, you know, and it ended up ending with the demise of Abel. Cain ends up killing Abel over jealousy, and so now we have this progression of sin uh, that continues. Yeah, uh, and 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 that's really important. Um... You know, because the, there was new introductions. There was new sin that was introduced. Yes. You know, Adam and Eve didn't have jealousy, uh, per se. But the brothers did. You know, yep. that, that was part of the reason uh, that he ended up getting killed was because of jealousy. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, so that was, in my eyes, a new sin that was introduced. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, as sin c continues on, God ends up actually regretting creating man. You know, later on it says God actually regretted making man in genesis chapter 6 5 through 8 he says that the lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the lord was sorry that he made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart so the lord said i will destroy man whom i have created off the face of the earth 
both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. And I'm sorry for that I made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You know, Noah, he was a, he was a pure man. You know, even though there wasn't the Ten Commandments at this point, he was walking uh, a set-apart lifestyle. He wasn't walking an evil lifestyle. And the Lord saw Noah's heart. Yeah. And so he spares Noah. He tells him, hey, get your family, get on the boat, and, and I'm going to wipe off, I'm going to wipe out mankind. You know, and but the Lord was faithful and just to be able to 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 continue mankind. He spared us, and, and uh, I just imagine Noah. Uh, I think Noah is one of the more underrated characters in the Bible, even though his story is widely known. Um, but the struggle, oh yeah, of, of going through that process of knowing what was going to be coming. But nobody was believing him. Like he was building this this ship, this ark, and people are ridiculing him. They're laughing. I'm like, dude, we have not had rain here in forever. Oh, there's gonna be a no. Okay, whatever. You know. Yeah. Crazy Noah. Yeah. You know. You you had to. I mean, imagine putting you. Imagine telling your wife and your children, "Hey, you know what? The world's ending. Um, and we got to build an ark. We got to build a boat because." God is going to send rain. It's going to wipe out all of mankind. And he's being merciful to us, but we have to build it. It's going to take 100 years. Yeah. This is a massive ship. They have the uh, the, the, the Ark uh, Museum in uh, Kentucky, I think it is, um, which I, I I would love to go to someday. I think that'd be awesome. Um, maybe we'll do a podcast from there. Who knows? You know, whatever the God, whatever God sees. That'd be super cool. Um, but I've the, the Ark itself is always very... Has intrigued me. It has nothing to do with sin, by the way, per se. But the the the, the ark has just intrigued me a lot. The concept of getting animals on there because we don't know it's two by two, but the Bible doesn't necessarily say two by two, you know. And anyway, that's a whole other thing. But dad, that impacted his family. Of this is what this is what's about to happen. The heaviness. So again, we're seeing the results of sin, even though they are going to be spared. We're seeing sin, the heaviness of sin, yeah. being played out on their family because. Yeah. As humans, you can't have that kind of knowledge and not have heaviness. I mean, yes, you know you're about to be saved, but you're looking at your neighbors, you're looking at everybody else, and you're like, oh my gosh, they don't know, but they're going to be perishing yeah. because of their mistakes. Uh, that's that's heavy. Yeah. I mean, the, to, to look at your neighbor and know that, you know what, like, they're about to die. They're not going to they're not gonna be here for very, very much longer because of their sinful lifestyle. Um, and because they they're choosing, it said that they were. It says here that <laughs> that the thoughts of their heart were only evil continually. Yeah. That that man had come to a point where there was no more good left in their heart. Like it had become the effects of sin had become so toxic that there was no more good left. You know, and so God does does the just thing, and uh, I know some people may not agree. But he does the just thing, and he, he starts mankind over, essentially. Well, I mean, and we could talk about the Old Testament versus the New Testament as far as the attitude of God. Yeah. The, the attitude definitely does change. Yeah. Um, and some would say that in the Old Testament, God is a vengeful God um, and, and a God that demonstrates his authority and his power. I think there's, there's probably some truth to that, and this is one of, this is one of those examples um, we'll never fully understand the thought process of why wipe out everybody. Yeah, the concept of starting over. Everybody's messed up. 
there's just too much filth, there's just too much going wrong. I'm just gonna start over. Yeah. But the concept initially is like, okay, but then you're like, well, well there, why why would you kill people? Why would you do this or that? Consequences of sin. Yeah. Right. As we said in the as we said in uh, episode one, guys, uh, the consequences of sin is death. Uh, it says in the Bible, the consequences of sin is death. Six twenty three, Romans six twenty three. Yep, Romans six twenty three. So, you know, it, it, we're going to get to you know a little bit more of of why. So in in uh, later on, you know, he delivers Israel. Uh, they Israel kind of creates their it becomes their own nation, and God gives them the uh, the Ten Commandments, the law, right and uh, in Exodus 21 through 17, it says, God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You should not make for yourself to car- a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor shall you serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of their fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take my name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, the Lord your God, in it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord God is giving you. You shall not murder you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, and you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Boom. It's a lot. Yeah. So God God lays out these Ten Commandments and says, like, these are these are ten things that so- yeah, there are 10 things that you need to follow. Yeah. Right? So let me just, just break those down because he dove into the whole entire scriptures, which is really good. So know their gods before me. Don't make idols. Idols. Don't use my name in vain, the Lord's name. Remember the Sabbath. Honor the, your parents. Don't commit murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't covet. That's right. I mean, think of a sin. I would encourage you guys to do this in the, in the next in the next few seconds, take a moment, pause this podcast, think of three sins, and try to not fit them into one of these categories. Yeah, and keep in mind, guys, that you know, you know, you may not have murdered somebody, but have you ever thought about murdering someone? Have you? You may not have ever actually committed the act of adultery, but have you ever looked at someone and thought, "Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably do that." Have you ever looked at your neighbor's house and been like, oh man, I would love to live in that house. Then you, you've broken the Ten Commandments. Yeah, I mean, and the Bible says also when you're guilty of one, you're yeah. guilty of all. You That's know, right. so you may have never murdered somebody, but did you lie? Did you hit a parked car and not leave a note? You know, did you, those type of things. You know, when you're guilty of one, you're guilty of all. And so the, the, the Ten Commandments were laid out as a guideline. These are my 
these are my standards yeah. for my people. Then this is like if you can hit all these, you're doing good. Yeah, and what you have to understand is that nobody is perfect, right? No. We've all, we all mess up. We all have broken these commandments in one way, shape, or form. You know, and so if we're, if we're honest with each other, we all realize quickly that we're not able to live up to that. We're not. We, you know, if we've sinned even once, guess what? We broke, we broke the commandments. We, yeah. We've sinned. We've fallen short. So, you know, if you've told a lie even once, guess what? That makes you a liar. Yeah. And so you've sinned against the Lord. Yeah. And so those standards actually bring us into um, another definition of sin. Yeah. Which is missing God's mark. That's right. Romans six, you know, we, we Romans three twenty three for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, right? So we can take comfort in that. Say we're all in this together. But uh, so the word sin, um, hammer hammeratia hammeratia h a m a r t i a is the I think it's the the, the Latin or a, a Greek for sin. I think it's Latin, but it means to miss the mark or right. wander from the path. The ten, uh, if you ever use archery, you miss the target. It's called a sin. You know, and so Moses, or God laid out these Ten Commandments to Moses and said, these are my standards for my people. But we know that we can't always, we're not going to be perfect. And so there's going to be a point. Yeah, I can tell you, I confidently say I've never murdered anybody. I can confidently say that. But can I say that I've always honored my mother and my father? Absolutely not. That's right. Right. Have I, have I ever stilled? No, I haven't ever stolen. I mean, I've stolen like a pen from like a work. Something like that, but guess what? That's still stealing. That's still stealing, right? Yeah. Uh, have I ever you have I ever committed adultery? No, because I've never been married, right? But I've done a lot of other sexually immoral things. But so my point is, oh, a lot of times we, we, we want to focus on the high standards. Oh, don't don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't murder. Oh, I'm good. I haven't done those. Well, have you lied? Even even you think that those little white lies, a lie's a lie, right? No, granted, if your girlfriend or your or your wife says, you know, does this dress make me look fat or something like that, I believe that maybe God's like, just to give him a compliment. Yeah. Right? But that lie doesn't have an impact. But there are those white lies that do turn into big lies. Yeah. You know, and so those standards, we're never going to meet that standard. Yeah. I mean, we were going to miss the mark, but we're all in that together. That's right. And. Just so we're clear, guys, it's not just the Ten Commandments, you know. In Galatians 5, 19, 21, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And in Mark 7, 20-23, it says, He said, What comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, ooh, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come within and defile a man. So I can, I, 
we can all agree, and I, you know, I think we're we can all agree that we are all guilty of these things in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, and and now that we're all feeling guilty, let's just I just want to remind you guys this this conversation is not to condemn, but to give you hope. So we can talk about sin today because we want, we really want to see what it is for, and what it is really about, so that we can be free from the power. Because right. sin does have power. You have to be very mindful about that. Some people don't want to recognize that, but sin does have power. Now, it is a negative power. It's not a Holy Ghost power, but it is a power that could take you down some very dark roads. That's right, guys. It's it's important to, in order to fix any kind of behavior, you have to first admit that it's a problem to begin with. That's why we're going over what is sin, what does it look like, and before we even get into how do we... How do we how do we fix sin? Yeah. Like, how do we deal with sin? You know, and where does freedom from sin come from? Because without understanding the problem first, if you don't admit that you have a problem, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's anytime you need, and not just sin, but just anytime you have a problem. If you can't, if you, the first step of getting a solution is admitting that, hey, there's a problem. Something's gone wrong. And... I think admitting there's a problem is a that in itself is a problem in our society today because something's happened over the years. Now I'm 40 years old, Justin's a couple years younger. Um, but we we grew up in the same sphere. Something happened over the years that the definition of sin has become something outside of what God has intended it for intended it to be. In our society today, there's a manipulation of the word of God to fit lives oh and, and fit our decisions instead of fitting those decisions into the word of god but there's also this lowering of god's standards to redefine what sin is that that's so good and that's so true because we live in a society now that says hey it's okay if you feel a certain way yes, yes. if you feel a certain way or you think a certain thing or you you know, that's okay. That's all right. You know, the thing of the fact of the matter is, is we should be going to God's word and saying, well, what does God's word say about this? You know, it doesn't so much matter what you feel. It's what is, what is the truth? Yeah. God's word is the ultimate standard for us. For someone that's not walking with the Lord and not following God's word. Okay. Well, what keeps them from moving that line back further and further and further? Yes. And then that line is continually moving back further and further. Um, and you see it happening all the time. And I mean, there, there's a whole whole bucket that we could open with that. Just it, we see it in regular media. We see it on social media. Yeah. Um, there is a, uh, a burger company here in Southern California. I, I think they're beyond Southern California, too. They have a star as their logo. Um, but <laughs> they, they serve burgers and fries. But every time you see an advertisement for them, it's always women in bikinis. I remember distinctly a couple years ago, there was this one ad they had. There was, it was like slow music and she was like pushing her hair back and she was washing a car Yeah, to sell a cheeseburger. The only reason they're using that image is to attract the guys. That's right. It's, it's to use our sinful nature against us. Uh, a lot of times when advertisers want to market to women. Uh, they'll do one of two things. They'll either use a guy that's in next to nothing, right? Buff guy and everything like that. And that's, that leads to self-esteem issues, a whole other thing in itself. But uh, to make the product attractive or 
something that's very disturbing in marketing towards women, like female products, is they'll make them think that they're not good enough, that they need this product in their life so that they can be worthy, they can be valuable. You know, and and I I know those are are two just weird examples of, of sin, but those are common. Yeah. The ways that we as a society don't even realize how the definition of sin is being redefined. It's it's all around us, guys. You you know, on the TV, you know, you can't you can't really watch a TV show anymore without what you take in with your eyes. It it becomes it goes into your spirit, and as you're taking these things in, it has an impact on your spiritual walk. Yeah, you know, it's it's an immersion thing. We're in a culture now where. We're heading back toward the days of Noah, and we'll get there. Uh, you know, at some point, I'll we'll go over, you know, the end times and that kind of thing. We'll we'll go over that at some point, but we're not going to worry about that right now. But what you guys need to understand is that as you get close, as we draw closer to the end, times are going to get more evil, and it's going to get darker. Yeah, it is, and that's why Jesus says you got to be the light. Yes. Be the light and the be the salt. That's right. Right. Salt adds flavor and it changes, but also salt. Uh, salt. They use salt to preserve things. That's right. So as salt, oh God, the God is good. He's just downloading this right now, guys. God, you, you, if you're the salt, then you can help preserve your faith and help preserve others. That's right. Oh, God is good. God is yeah. good. Uh, but you know, but, but going back to the, this definition of sin and how it's changed over the years, even Christians. Who go to church on Sunday and they read their Bible, there's even a, a a thought process that the standards are lowering. Yeah. Even for people that claim and proclaim to be Christians. That's right. And that's scary. You know, because it, it's one thing for somebody who doesn't have a relation with God, maybe is an atheist or has fallen back or whatever the case is, to say, oh, you know, sin is, it's okay. XYZ is okay. But for a Christian, but here's the thing: if you if you proclaim to be a Christian, if you speak the word of God, God's like, okay. Well, then you now you know my word. That's right. So you know where the line is. Oh yeah, and uh, He definitely holds you to a higher standard. We'll Absolutely, definitely be looking at that uh, when we go into the effects of like what a what a sinful walk is versus just a sinful act. Because you know when there there is a difference. We are held as Christians. We're held to a higher standard. And we are we are held to follow the word of God, and what does the word of God say? Like we should be looking to that first before anything else. Right. What we're going to go over next is you know what it why was the law put in place to begin with? We as human beings, obviously, we're sinful beings, right? Yeah. So God was like, "Hey, look, here is here is a, a set of guidelines that you must follow." But God, knowing everything, knew that. First off, we could not ever live up to these set of standards, right? Because we're human, we're yeah. flesh and blood, and we're gonna we're gonna stumble and fall. We have we're sinful at at heart, right? So God basically gives us the law as as a tutor, right? So in Galatians three nineteen through twenty four, it says, "What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come." to whom the promise was made, and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator does not mediate for one only, but God is one. 
Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For there has been a law given which could have given life. Truly righteousness would have been by the law. But the scripture has confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for faith which would afterwards be revealed. Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. We see here that God had this plan, right, to bring his son to die for our sin. But in order for us to recognize the need for Jesus, we had to have a standard we could not live up to before we could recognize the need for our Savior. So, yeah, so that that's the purpose of the law, guys. It's to, it's to, to guide us to the point where we realize, I can't live up to this. I can't live up to these standards. I'm, I'm a human being. I'm not perfect. And when you get to that point where it's like, okay, I'm at the end of myself. I know I can't live up to these rules that you laid out for me, Lord. God's like, I have the answer for you. It's right here. And it's through faith, through grace. Pretty cool stuff. God knows it all. Like he had it all mapped out from the beginning. That is just awesome. The, the God that we serve. That is a deep dive into what is sin. And they're like, and there's so much more yeah. that we could talk about as far as like what is sin. We have a lot more content to talk about, uh, including what, including the types of sin, the results of sin, the effects of sin, and how to have power over sin. Yeah. But you got to wait till part two. Yo, it, tune into part two because we're going to, we're going to go over that. Like how, you know, we just went over what is sin, you know, and I, it was so heavy, you know, talking about what is sin and the different types of sin and you know as we're talking about this you know you begin to recognize it in yourself there's hope and so in episode two we're gonna go over what is our hope part two. Oh, part two not episode two <laughs> yeah yeah i see justin's not a professional yet <laughs> but guys so part two will be up it'll be the, the, the next episode that pumps up on all of your uh podcast platforms and so make sure and listen and share. Don't forget to email us, totallyfaithguys at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts and prayer requests. And we want to come into alignment with you guys. It's heavy sin. We know it's heavy, but God is God. We are not. And there is blood on Calvary for our sins. And we're going to talk about all that in part two of our deep dive in sin. Until next time, my name is BJ. And I'm Justin. And we are the Totally Faith Guys. You've been listening to the Totally Faith Guys podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest happenings, exclusive content, and so much more, make sure and follow us on Instagram at Totally Faith Guys Podcast. And on Facebook, find us under Totally Faith Guys. If you have a prayer request, show suggestion, or anything else you would like for us to know, feel free to connect with us via email totallyfaithguys at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe to us on major podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music with more to come in the future and as always from our family to yours have a blessed and favored week